Hello, hello. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Melissa Waggy here. You are listening to WSQF 94.5 FM Blink Radio. And I am super excited because today we have the one and only Christina Spacos, <laughs> fitness enthusiast, coach, motivational leader. Because every time I'm around you, you're all always talking about motivation. Let's get better. <laughs> let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do more workouts. Let's eat right. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here finally get the opportunity to interview you here on the Epic Talks radio show. So let us know about a little bit about Christina oh Spacos. <laughs> I'm so excited. I want to thank you for the opportunity because this is like my thing. I, I Like I'm a talker type of person. So <laughs> I, I enjoy like the, the speaking and communication. I enjoy TV, all this stuff. So this is this is fun and this is an amazing medium to reach a lot of people. And hopefully somebody relates and connects to something that we bring up because I have a lot of good stuff to share. <laughs> I know. You are crushing it in the social media space, consistently showing amazing uh, tips and tricks and tools and, that you could use to step into the best version of you through fitness, eating the right way. Uh, you're so no- knowledgeable. So tell me a little bit about how you got into the space. I know, you know you've done a lot of schooling to get to where you're at, so I'd love to know more about that. Yeah, and you know what? And that's just the surface level, right? Mm-hmm. When we do anything with a health or fitness journey, that's just the minutia of what do I eat? What, how do I train? And then, you know, weight loss, strength gain, whatever the goal is, reshaping your body. But there's something below the surface, which mm. shaped my story as to how I ended up here in Miami, literally and, and figuratively. Um, but the the literal sense is just I had a passion. I wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> so I love the human body. Anatomy came really easy to me in school. And then when I started getting into more athletic performance coaching, I was an athletic training major. So I wanted to know, well, how do we bridge the gap between post-injury to optimal performance? So I ended up going the strength coach route, which led me down the path to working with a lot of pro athletes, NFL combine type of um programs that we had Mm -hmm. um my first mentor was an entrepreneur since you know all (laughs) his basically coaching life so Mm -hmm. it was cool to be alongside with him since i was 19 then on and off for a few years to see how he adapted as an entrepreneur and then an employee because we were at purdue together as strength and conditioning coaches running the department so it led me to a point where now here's like the real talk of how i'm here Uh (laughs) um is that you sacrifice a lot mm. when you pour into other people. Absolutely. And sometimes it goes a little too far. Yeah. So uh, when I was 36, ironically, was when I had this light bulb moment where I, it just got to be pathetic. <laughs> Sounds so horrible <laughs> to say that about myself, but I was just unhappy. I mm. was giving to so many other people. And it was like the thing that I know a lot of our entrepreneur friends mm-hmm. get caught up in. We'll just grab this, you know, pad tie or this donut or this whatever, and you're just mm-hmm. running around and you don't care. And then one day you wake up and you're like, this is awful. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I felt extra pressure and still to to this day because I chose this industry and it's very visual. It's very yeah. cruel at times. And when you fall off from especially performance and then you're like, I can't walk up the steps like the right way. And mm-hmm. I was never huge, but I was accustomed to a high level of cardiovascular performance mm-hmm. and being an athlete in different ways and I was like something has to change. What do you what do you think got you to that level? Like you you went from like high performance to all of a sudden like um, you know, slowing down yourself. Like there's always that pivotal moment that gets you there. Was it like a heartbreak? Was it um, issues in, in with your family? Uh, um, I don't know, issues with your own mindset. What was that pivotal moment that you were just like, ugh, 
this is how I feel. I think there are a couple, like, in my early 20s, the heartbreak was what made me dive into work. Like, that was my coping mechanism. Achievement, achievement, achievement. Whether it was certification after certification, master's degree, this and that, and then long hours working. And there was one summer I ran myself into the ground. I was working and working out and partying like a champ. And I'm like, you can't sustain all three. Uh And got myself super sick by the end of the summer. So I learned that you have to figure out a way to work smarter. But then... As I started getting back to myself and then giving more again, because it it's kind of like this, what do you call that, pendulum thing? Uh-huh. It goes one way and then it goes far back the mm-hmm. other. At 36, the pivot point was, okay, you don't look the part. You don't feel the part. And your high cholesterol and this and that, like something has to go. And I was, ironically, probably about 10 to 15 pounds less than I am now. Okay. But it was a different composition. And yeah. it looked worse and it, it felt worse. It wasn't healthy. So what got you there, though, is what oh. I'm trying to get to. So there's always a catalyst mm-hmm. in our life. And I don't know where she is now, but there was a girl that walked into the gym. And I'm truth be told, because I'm pretty raw and uncentral. I'm like, who the hell is this twit? <laughs> like, with her little booty shorts. Like, who the heck is this? And became friendly with her. And she said, well, I'm going to do a competition. And I have a coach. And da, 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 da. I'm thinking, well, Christina, you're going to let this, like, 22-year-old, like, totally, like, you're going to watch her pursue her dreams and you've been wanting to do this for like 10 mm. years. So we became buddies and we got up every morning or every Monday morning to weigh ourselves at 4, 4.30 in the morning. And we did that first competition. And that was literally like she was the catalyst that provided the next connection mm. to my first coach okay. who changed my entire life and is the standard of what, you know, even though she's a mom of like six now, it's the standard of what I look to as a coach, someone who truly cares, mm-hmm. who's going to get on the phone with you at three in the morning while you're crying about nothing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it, that was the pivot point. I'm like, I was super unhappy and I saw someone that was super young and motivated and it reminded me of my old me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you've got to do this. And we did it together. And was it like just a switch? Like all of a sudden you made the decision. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this change for myself. And how long did it take you until you got to like your, your ideal weight, your ideal way of looking? That year, it was a decision. And, of course, having that accountability buddy, Mm. um, it brought out a different side of me. Because when she would text me and be like, oh, my gosh, there's, like, bagels here in the office. Like, no, that's not the plan. Like, we're a different standard now. You got to turn a blind eye. And I ended up um, feeling like... Like, you you can do this, and, like, Mm. you just have to flip the switch. So I flipped the switch. Everybody started noticing the change. So that was, like, the end of February 2016, and the competition dates were September and November. So, like, six, seven months. Okay. And it went from, like, unhealthy 168, and I'm 5'5", to, like, 140 competition Mm. weight. And, of course, it's a different competition weight that I am now because I have a lot more muscle maturity and years in the game and understanding of the process, and I took it more seriously, but that was like the most novice, virginal experience. I'm like, I wish I documented this for YouTube. Yes, because so I was, was your searching. first competition mm-hmm. at 36. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, what advice would you give to somebody who who wants to do this, but do, they don't have the tools, or they're scared, or they're thinking to themselves, "Oh, I can't do it. This is too much, too hard." Like, what what advice would you give someone that wants to get into fitness? This sounds so tough, love, but it's but the truth, and then the truth will, will liberate you, right? The truth is, if you want it, you'll find a way, but you mm. have to figure out. Like, my motivator was I was always a high achiever, mm. like, never stopped. Never talked to family for, like, years because I'm like, I'm on this mission to become a coach, and I wanted to learn all these things, to 
you know, you, you got to find what drives you. So my driver was like fear of failure as well. Mm. Like, so I'm like, if you, you cannot get with this young girl who's going to be so energetic mm-hmm. and not keep up. Like, yes. so I put the pressure on myself to say, you want this for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I found a way and I was, this is where like, when you real talk with clients and say, okay, what are you willing to do to get to your goals? I cooked, I traveled with food. We, you know, we flew all across the country with the games that we played when I was a strength coach with the sports team. So I brought my food or mm-hmm. I, I made very, very smart choices when we were out at team dinners and breakfast foods and buffets and it wasn't a free for all and there was no drinking like we're there to do a job and I was there to prioritize how am I going to prioritize my workouts what workouts do I have to move while I'm home that's harder so I could do a hotel workout and accommodate that like it was really a proactive vested interest in keeping to it precision domination execution Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about so you you said that you were traveling with the teams you were working with the NFL for a while right well the NFL clients were all private clients okay gotcha. but when I was at Purdue that was all women's basketball and volleyball that I traveled with for pretty much the whole time I was there for seven years and so I tell, was there. Tell, tell me a little bit about, about that journey. Like, how did you get into that? That's pretty cool to be able to have hold that title and travel with greatness, pretty much. You know, because yeah. you, you you become who you surround yourself with. So you know th- that also helps with you achieving um, your goals as well. So tell me a yeah. little about about that journey and how you got into that. Yeah, and there was a, also a change when I had my physical change. So if we start from the beginning to the end, 2011 to 18, at 16, so about almost a little over halfway through, that's when I really was like at my peak. So getting into it initially, I hate saying this because it sounds like snotty, but I was kind of appointed to that position. It was, I had never worked in college sports before. I received a lot of pushback once I got there and my mentor believed in me and he said, you know what? I don't care what they say. Like they're all walking into this office. Like who the heck is that? We don't know her. She's never worked with college sports teams. And I said, what are they doing in your office? And he's like, (laughs) Ignore it. He said, well, yeah. what do I do tomorrow? I have to see them. He goes, your job. Yeah. So yeah. he basically was like, it doesn't matter what they said. It doesn't matter why they're here. You're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I, it was the years of, I think, I don't want to say proving myself to him, but I had such a passion when I was 19. I probably called him for an internship opportunity for about seven or eight months. And finally, on the last day, I was like, look, I am either moving back home to New Jersey for the summer uh-huh. or I'm staying in Pennsylvania and interning with you. Which one is it? <laughs> After seven months, I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah. I've already showed you, like, I want this. Mm-hmm. And then it happened. And he's like, well, what's going to keep you coming back if you're an intern? Does he get paid? I'm like, I want to learn. He goes, we'll just hire you. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and that was the start of, like, a lot of years and still connected to this day. That's amazing. What do you think was, like, the hardest moment for you in while you were interning before they hired you? Um... I would say, and because this, this is still to this day, overthinking. Mm. Because it was pretty simple. Like in athletic performance, we had a system. Mm-hmm. And we had teams of people that came to that time block and went through the system. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a system, which is why I'm constantly re- re-renovating, I guess, my own life and systems uh-huh. in my business now, to make it easier, you know, you can't scale and it's not sustainable. So overthinking, like, is this the right thing? Well, no, everybody's coming for a reason. They're all starting at this level. Go through the system. And it's trusting yourself. Yeah. So what system would you say to somebody that's listening right now that's like, I want to get into fitness. I want to get into the best shape of my life. 
I don't know where to start, but what is, like, if they were to call you right now, hi, Christina, I just heard about you at the Epic Talks radio show, and i love to have a conversation with you. Uh, where should I start in regards to, like, my fitness goals and where I want to be? What would that system be? Realizing that not everybody can flip the switch, that's not typical. Yeah. And some people do, even if they're otherwise normal working people that are not athletes. The easiest thing to do for everyone is to say, what are you, I love this phrase, ready, willing, and able to do. Ooh. Ready, willing, and able. Like, are you ready to go through your kitchen and get rid of X, Y, Z? Ready, willing, and able. I love that. Are you ready to reprioritize your schedule and critically look at it with a not-so-friendly eye and be like, you know, ruling with an iron fist, like, why are you spending four hours a night on Netflix? Why are you going out drinking? Like, are you willing to look at your, are you ready to look at your schedule? Mm. Able, like, are you physically able to afford these foods or gym memberships or whatever? Can you, how are you going to figure out how to budget that in? And so ready, willing, and able, like, are you willing to make certain sacrifices and changes? So it's outlining that first. And I have, um, like a little video and, and document I like to send people. And it is, um, it's a, it's a scan of like, most unhealthy body composition to most unhealthy skinny body composition mm. and every bracket of body fat in between. And it says, look, everybody's visual. So look at the pictures mm-hmm. and look at the descriptions. Mm-hmm. This is what it's going to take on this side. And on the left is the flexibility or, you know, uh, sacrifices that you're going to have to make. Mm. And every level you go higher, there's more sacrifice and there's more whatever. You can pick your destiny, but you have to go through the steps and you have to know that when you're ready to move to the next step, there's more required of you. So where do you fall on this? And then we can have a conversation of, okay, how do we get there? Because the the X's and O's of the the playbook, it's different than the concept and being realistic with your goal setting. Gotcha. Uh, I love that. I'm a true believer that eating healthier is actually cheaper. (laughs) At least for me it is. It's cheaper than going out. It's cheaper than buying McDonald's or Wendy's. Like I this is how I eat oatmeal and egg whites in the morning, right? Protein shake after working out. Um, brown rice or white rice with a little four ounces of turkey and some asparagus, an apple, almonds, and grilled chicken, or I put it in the air fryer. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm only spending like around a hundred bucks a month on on a uh, hundred bucks a week on on groceries, and that's really not that expensive. It's more expensive to be eating out all the time. So when people mm-hmm. are like, "Oh, it's too expensive," no, it's not. Those are your excuses that are keeping you right. tied up there. They're you looking know? at Doritos or seventy nine cents or whatever they are yeah. now, and like, oh, chicken is. You know, Four ninety nine a pound, but well, that's yeah. going to be like four meals potentially for you. Exactly, and meal prepping is one of the secrets to success too. That way, you already have your meal every three days. I try to meal prep when I'm really, really strict on my diet, um, and then that way you're not, you know, going out to eat on lunch on your break or whatever, right? Because that adds up. And then I also I have a little cooler that I take with me, especially when I was competing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my meals were with me all the time. So it's really how bad do you want it? And that's the same thing a business mentor would tell you, Mm -hmm. too. If you're, you know, listening to Nick this morning, like, what what are your metrics, right? Is it 20 calls a day? Is it 50 calls a day? Like, whatever your business is or whatever your metrics are to move the needle and what you're doing to be successful in your job. Mm -hmm. Like, are you are you willing to do that? Yeah. And, you know, even even when I'm on calls with Brandon, you know, my fitness mentor for in the in the online space, 
it's like, man, if you can't fill this sheet out, if you can't do this, like, how do you expect to have this level of success financially and grow your company and hire people and whatever? And in fitness, it's, there's a lot of real talk like that. If you can't do this, how do you expect this to happen? Absolutely. It's, it's, you basically can take the same systems and strategies that you apply to business and put it into your business. It's the same thing. You must be super specific on what you want to accomplish, right? Mm -hmm. And I actually, I love that you're here because my dear friend here, Mac on the Rock, Manuel Cumbo, um, he's actually a, a diabetic. And um, I would love to, for you to give him some insight because he keeps I, I, I love him to death. And if something were to happen to him, I, I'd die. And he's like, no, I'm just sick and I can't get better. And all of these things that I keep hearing. And mm. um, what what does he get to create and how can you help him? And for those of you who are listening that uh, have diabetes, I, I'm a true believer that this is reversible. Um, um, is it OK that I showed you showed her my ulcers? Leg ulcers. Yeah, and I, I want to talk about this because obviously she, she's she's a pro at this. She went to school for all of this information, and I truly believe that you can help me out right now. Oh, absolutely. So. And, and I'm excited to have this conversation because it makes it real for people. The misconception that I have about myself is that people look at me and say, I don't want to look like you. I don't want to be big. I don't want to be bulky. I don't want to be able to. Like, you don't have to, but the principles still apply. So, for example, what do we want as athletes and bodybuilders right? we want to be able to use everything we put in we don't want excess which you know excess we eat gets stored as fat we don't want blood sugar spikes so a lot of the same principles we want to utilize it in our workouts right apply to other populations but i don't think the average american population sees the parallel so this is a great question that you're asking because it's going back to the simple like if we were all cavemen and we only had access to cattle and stuff that grew out of the ground we'd be in a really great spot we had to move to go get it right when you go and you listen to different fitness experts that go all the way back to you know eat move and be healthy it's the famous paul check book that outlines everything as simplistically as possible it all falls into place you can't really mess up a diet if you don't have the processed foods. You don't have the Snickers, the Oreos, the full sugar I, yogurts. I, I can honestly say that what's really lacking, obviously, in my regiment is what you guys are talking about. Exercise. Because I've wiped out all the carbs. I mean, I starve. Today I had one of those sugar shift sh um, shakes. And uh, it's called uh, something gut, uh, super gut, super gut. And I drink it and... It tastes fantastic and all, but right now as we speak, I'm starving. You know, and, right? that, and that's not good. And I, what I want really to try to get him, goes, what I want to get, where I want to get him to, because I love him, care about him, and I, I, I want to see him win, is basically get someone like you involved in his life, where you literally, you know, she can become your coach, pretty much. You know what I mean? Where you're eating properly, where you, even if you have to hire a company where they send you all the meal prepping, she would be the great person to get you better because you can you know and i don't want to continue hearing him say oh I'm, I'm sick i'm sick i'm sick because i think this is this could be reversible oh totally and you know it goes back to the ready willing and able right so a lot of people the barriers are i don't like to cook i don't i don't want to um prep things myself i don't want anything restrictive um or physically like i'm not able to move like I used to so how am I supposed to burn calories right mm -hmm. how am I supposed to handle the, the excess sugar um, 
And, and also, then, how bad is it that he's hungry right now and he's a diabetic? Oh, I did want to touch you, on that. You should not be hungry. Yeah, right now I'm. I'm. I had the shake. Uh, I don't know, three hours ago, and as soon as I leave here, I'm gonna slam some food. And, but it'll probably be another shake because I said to myself. But that's not good. Either. I would do that Tell as well. Um, yeah. I'm more. I'm. I'm. I'm actually looking to show you what my sugar looks like today. It's like. Do ugh. you have a CGM? Right here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my father dead at 74, you know, with the same thing. So it's not like I don't have the warning already. And I'm going to so show you. So I have a mission. Can you <laughs> go until 102? Yes. Right? I mean, well, I, I want projects. <laughs> I don't want to live that long either. But here's a here's an example of what my sugar looks as of as of 12 last night. It was a scary moment because I'm having my first battles with the alarm waking me up because the sugar was way low. Mm. And that's from an insulin shot, but I'm doing exactly what I'm told. I'm not like exaggerating, but look how wild it is, even I'm, even though I was in the zone last night. So you're type two, not type one, right? Type two. But you see how- So what's the difference between- Look at that gyroscope type... in the zone. <laughs> what's the difference between type one and type two? Type one, you're born with, and people usually need an insulin pump that's already just inserted into them. And I've seen people, like, when I was working in Princeton and teaching a lot of group fitness, I had a lady, and I was always curious. I'm like, okay, you're working out, which, working out, you know, I describe it as, like, the Pac-Man, right? It's going to eat all the sugars, but now you have the insulin eating all the sugars. So how do you manage it? Well, you know, if I, I, I get to know my body, if I feel lightheaded, then... I go and, and I have orange juice or whatever it is to kind of combat that. So type 1, they kind of, it's pretty self-explanatory. The pancreas just really isn't producing insulin, so they need the pump. It's the opposite. Right. With, with you guys in type 2, depending on lifestyle factors, you could reverse it because you're getting all of the spikes of insulin for a couple reasons. And the biggest one is diet. So when you have something... Um, that's high on the glycemic index scale. The book is called, I got this in like 2003, The GI Diet. And I loved it because it was a book made for diabetics that was almost like when the South Beach Diet and all that came out. It was basically this low-carb thing, but the GI Diet went a little bit further to teach you the impact of foods on your insulin spike. So if you're eating foods that are closer to the higher end of the GI scale, which sugar is 100, so sugar is pure. Like someone like, something like beets, for instance. Right. I'm eating beets. I think it's so cool. And man, it's a sugar spiker. It's so just, now you know that with I got your CGM. Beets. Yeah, I got off beets. And beets, I liked, was one molecule off hemoglobin. And I had a, a friend of mine who got me on beets and beets and beets because she cured her breast cancer with massive dosage of beet intake into her diet. So I was fooled because that was great and all, the hemoglobin but boy, was my sugar up in the sky. So the thing with beets is it's a nitric oxide booster. So I try. My dad has like cans of it because of yeah. of you know. No, I wasn't putting blood. anything on. I literally the cans you're talking about. They were already sliced. Yeah. And I just. Oh well, now they have like beetroot powder that helps you. Athletes use it. There's a there's a company called Beet Elite where they we used to use it with my basketball players before games, and it would just help deliver oxygen through the system and they felt amazing. Mm. So it's kind of like legal crack, right? With yeah. oxygen. Yeah. So what would be, um, anyone listening and also for Manuel here, what would be the kind of diet that you would you would put him on? Or maybe would you create a meal plan for him and then you can he can hire like a company to make it for him? What would it look like for him to work with you so we could help him get rid of all of this? 
Well, generally speaking, I, I think your CGM is going to give you incredible information for what you're eating and how quickly afterwards the blood sugar spikes or the insulin spikes. So you know, okay, like you said with the beets, you wouldn't have thought that because it's a root vegetable, but it did. So there, that's going to be more powerful than any generic advice. But generically, things that are higher fiber, slower digesting, um, that will increase like the oats, sugar. No, it'll it, the lower on the glycemic index scale, oh. the less of a spike you're going to get. So the goal would be to keep you as even as possible because the insulin spikes is what makes you store fat ultimately when you're not, you know bodybuilders use insulin spikes when they have say But when you say insulin carbs. spikes are you talking the actual insulin or the sugar because Well the high sugar causes an insulin spike cuz it's like all the sugars in the system so right. it's like well okay we're just hanging out here and then the insulin's like okay well I've got to maintain a So a in my case I do, it, I do it artificially with the injection. Right. Right. So it it depends on And that's damaging you're saying. Your body doesn't really want that much. It doesn't insulin. want this fluctuation. And so the more you can keep it level, which diet is the number one way to control that. Um, I know that this, I have to bring this up because it's a hot topic, but the drug Ozempic that everybody's talking about uh-huh. was made for diabetics. And for two reasons, it works. One, it helps to um, release more insulin. Mm. So we don't, I don't know the long-term effects. It's fairly new and it's sweeping guess what, Hollywood guess right what, now. Guess what? Guess what? Very little effect on me. You've I, tried it two years now. Okay, and that's good to know because. And some people say ooh. that I might be just too far along. You know, I'm I'm to the what, point what, where. What is what is your belief when when he says that you're just too far along? For me, I don't think is is anything. No such thing as too far along. You have people who are dying with like you know they're about to die from cancer, and because of the way they they eat or their mindset, whatever, they get to reverse it mm-hmm. in in two to three months. So I don't yeah. think anyone is too far along. It's, it's well, the how about okay? Uh, I was going to say do. this. I was going to say this after I made that statement. I might be a, a, a point where if I don't really, and I know that this is effective because, like you said, I've been on boxing regiments where I've lost 100 pounds and my, uh, what's it called, A1C went from 17 to 11 to 9. And I was at, right at 7. And then I, uh, I blew out my Achilles mm. and back up to the load that I am today. So I know that if I do the two-hour workouts, and literally I had the boxing coach and you go into a sweat house in, in the middle of Alapata somewhere. And I, <laughs> I lost got a, one for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, moving the big tractor tire across the, the warehouse. I mean, I was going at it. Plus the, the, and then he gave me as a, a toy, you're going to fight that guy on Friday. And there's some big meathead on the other side of the gym. And I'm like, whoa. You know, I'm, I'm in the heavyweight division, so that guy can knock me out. So motivate me for the uh, two minute uh, two minute two rounds fights and everybody's there I, I can see the money being passed around I'm like oh man I'm a real champion you know until one day hit me so freaking hard took me out of the out of the boxing regiment because I couldn't I couldn't move this hand this arm was paralyzed from a smack and I hit him back with an open fist because I was I just got hit so I hit him back like that instead of like this firm and it injured me so that was in the past so I know if I work out, I can bring this thing down. Mm-hmm. So the big question is, how about I cheat and just cut my stomach out? <laughs> oh, like <laughs> like a bypass? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are repercussions to that. 
Okay. Please and, lay it on me. And here's the harsh reality that I have of a client that works in anesthesia in bariatrics. So we see this all the time. And these are like very large people, like four, five, six hundred pounds, like very large. So yeah. that it's no option, but you have to. But the repercussions of all of a sudden you have a sleeve or a bypass is up here, right? Like you don't remember that you can only fit like a cup of food. So when you're emotional, if your coping mechanism <laughs> is X, Y, Z, you will vomit or you will have serious problems. If And they're supposed to screen people for this. Like before surgery, mental training to make sure that you're ready for this transition. So it is effective to say like, okay, your stomach will only hold a cup of food. And you can only, through this little funnel sort of shape that the sleeve will make, you can only pass it into your digestive tract so at a compota, certain rate. So compota, baby food. So, yeah, you cannot just go and have a big Thanksgiving feast the way yeah. you did pre-surgery because yeah. you'll be hurting. Yeah. Um, so there's repercussions for that. And I would think that that's something that later down the line when you just unfortunately are super big and, and can't you know it's the only option but right now if you thought okay if i want to pretend to be like that mm. portion control yeah I pretend mean, your if, stomach's small so this even... big back to this big this big no matter oh what. and i want to tell you like keep reminding me about the hand after she makes her her because <laughs> i have something for you the way i think about it if you're not being consistent and strict with your food now what makes you think that after the surgery you're gonna be consistent mm -hmm. with your food and what you're supposed well, to do well because i'm not a partier and I'm not I'm not in, in environments. I don't think it matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's I don't go to buffets anymore. I'm not a partier, yeah. but like if I go out and I'm like, okay, well, I want the salad and I want the sandwich and I want that. I'm not a partier either. Like, like food is completely different, yeah. and it's so. This is how I look at food. Well, I can eat as much as, as strict as I can be and what I have done to my body. I still look at food as social, cultural, socioeconomic because of where you live, um, emotional. There are a lot of aspects to food that where I am on this vehement mission to fix is people thinking, here's the plan, eat it. Mm. Be a robot. When it's life or death, you kind of have to white knuckle it until it becomes a habit. When you want to be an elite level bottle bodybuilder, you accept it. But in the middle, you have to understand, okay, if I grew up in Louisiana and all I ate was Cajun Creole fried stuff and that's normal... Or do you feel like a traitor to your ancestry and your ethnicity yeah. because you're trying to die? No, it's the same for Cubans. We have yeah. that problem. Now, I got rid of rice a long time ago, potato a long time ago. But I am so sensitive to sugar mm -hmm. that I remember in, a, in the high intensity of, uh, of uh, a Panther game with my daughter, and we're like kicking ass. I stick my freaking spoon in her ice cream. Oh, my <laughs> Just Lord. one spoonful. One spoon. <laughs> Yeah. And I went back to watching the game, and all of a sudden, the proverbial poppy, you're beat red. And it was my sugar, 400. Yeah. So you guys get to talk to that when you guys get on a, on a phone call. 400, Hopefully, man. That's hot. Um, she can coach you so we can get you back all to right, where you're supposed case. to be. Right? So, <laughs> but it's figure-outable. It's yes, totally figure-outable. Yes. And you can transform your life, your mindset with the right people, with the right coach. And also, you just had a grandchild, and he gets to see his grandpa. And he is grandpa. so good-looking, and, yes, and he looks like beautiful. his grandpa. That's why he's so freaking handsome. <laughs> so, all right, Christina, back to us, back to us. Um you did have a meeting with Gary V, and <laughs> I want to know all about that because I would love to one day sit down and interview him, and vice versa. I would love for him to interview me. So what? How? How did that happen? 
And how did you get there? Like, he was in town for Basil, okay. and I'm on his like text message list, and I was like, oh, <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> and so I call Marvel, and I'm like, we gotta go. You wanna go? He's like, okay. <laughs> and uh, ironically, he was doing a thing for V Friends, his NFT community, and. I don't want to say hardly anybody was there when I got there because I'm like the early bird for things like this. I'm like, oh, this isn't bad. I'm like, I don't feel like a groupie, <laughs> like waiting in a line, like, you know, that's like four hours long. So get in. And ironically, just last night, he sent me the YouTube link. It just oh. got posted to the Gary Vee Experience YouTube channel last night. Nice. And I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, I love it. He was titling the whole clip about like is entrepreneurship for you mm. so I feel like he had this conversation with a couple people there yeah. and it just happened to work out and when I walk up and and I and I talk to him I'll, I will never forget this conversation like you could pay like thousands and thousands of dollars for mentors and coaches and there's like a two minute and 47 or second experience yeah. that changes your life the and one million so, dollar moment like like yeah calls it totally and so he he and I talked about, you know, I said, you know, I just want to thank you. I have utmost gratitude for what you do for people with your platform and, and how you encourage people to take risks. And I said, four years ago, I left my job and I and I wanted to start my own company. And I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like, basically, like, you know, entrepreneurship is hard. He goes, Christina, entrepreneurship is fucking hard. Like, there's no two ways about it. And he's like, and I always so love it. Oh, if I interview him, I gotta have my finger on that button because he drops that bomb. Oh, that's on. right. <laughs> and I was quoting him. I'm trying not to be a body <laughs> mouth, but I was. No, no, I have um, I have an f bomb button there. Quoting when him. I read it. <laughs> The audience doesn't hear it, so it gets, gets it cuts out. But with him, I'd have to have my hand right there. Like, like trigger okay. finger, trigger finger. Yeah, he drops them every second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but he's like, but he, so first of all, what he said, so I'll finish what he said and then how I felt, because that's another big thing, how people make you feel, right? Yeah. So he was saying, this is hard, and I love it when I talk to people in the fitness and wellness space, because they often get questions of how to like skip steps in the process to get to your optimal health and fitness. And he goes, and you know, there are no shortcuts Nothing. and there's no shortcuts in business. Yeah. He's like, every rep is going to matter. Mm. And it's just reps doing it just like your reps in the gym and with every meal and this and that. And so we kind of shot the breeze on that for a little bit. And the takeaway was not just what he said, but all these people in the venue and like right there locked in mm -hmm. like he's not the person that's looking around seeing who better is around or yeah. or wondering when his time is up like I'm thinking and it was even in the comments on youtube i was reading the comments like yeah he makes everybody feel like they're the only person in the room because mm -hmm. he genuinely cares yeah i uh i love that i have an experience with him and i got a reply and i figured it wasn't going to be i wasn't going to get his attention on the conversation i'm, I'm nobody there texting but I knew I could piss him off by talking about the New York Jets. <laughs> oh, no. And he was a Jet fan. He's always got a Jet hat on. So I would like to meet him. Bring him to Blink Radio. That would be very cool. That would be amazing. Oh, he my has, gosh. He has Just a tag very, him. He has a very <laughs> similar upbringing, uh, immigrant upbringing uh, that I do. And he has uh, kind of an appreciative, uh, he has a problem, as I do, uh, with lack of gratitude from dad. Because mm. I made my dad a very wealthy man. He made his father very wealthy. That's where that interview would go. 
That's oh, amazing. that would be amazing. That would be we'll amazing. We'll make the connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. You would have a ball in here. Yeah. Uh, radios like that. Melissa's having a ball in here too, right, Melissa? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll have a ball. <laughs> so are these guys over here. Yeah, we'll They're bring all media too. to film. Gary V, Gary V, if you're watching, Christina Spaco is going to bring you here and I'm going to interview you. And so is she. It'd be really cool. He, he, he would like it in here. And he's, he's such a human. Yes, he is. And when we left, Marvel and I are sitting outside and he's like, how does he just walk around like this? <laughs> and I'm like, well, if you think about it, he's a very niche market. It's different than being LeBron James and walking down the street. And it doesn't even matter if you're a sports fan, like, you know who he is. But even with millions of followers and very successful businesses and, and all of that, like, it's kind of a normal, just the guy next door, yeah. but can really impact your life. So I'm like, you know, I don't think he needs bodyguards. You know, he's not Paris Hilton about to get, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. kidnapped. <laughs> what I love about Gary Vee is his passion to see other people mm-hmm. win and not expecting anything in return. You know, he just adds value and value and value and value. And he's just an incredible entrepreneur and human being. Yeah. And, and we get in, to step into that role, too. You I know? love it. I love it. And, it. and it made an impression upon me because sometimes we get caught in the hustle and bustle. Of, I want to grow and I have to do this and like laser focus. And you forget like the human element of it because you think time is money and I'm wasting time. And then I'm, and you just get caught up. And he's just like, patience. Mm. Have patience. Yeah. What I love, too, mm. is trusting the process and just owning the moment i remember i used to be like that like okay i did this what's next what's next what's next let me enjoy what was created here let me enjoy this conversation let me enjoy this moment and not thinking about the future because the future might never come (laughs) you know you never know we walk out and we get hit by a car or some freak accident or you know what i mean we jump on a plane and and that's it you know so being more present in the moment and appreciating where we're at you know and it it is true what he says entrepreneurship entrepreneurship is freaking hard you know like once you get to another level you're gonna meet a new devil right so you're at this level it took a lot to get there okay now you got a skill so now you get to learn new things hire new mentors to get you to the next level and then once you get there you keep on going you know so it's it's a never ending journey and that's why it's not easy for everyone and it's not meant for everyone and that's exactly the parallel I had a conversation with a client the other day. Mm. Like, you can't rest on your laurels of what you did last week. Yep. Or what you... <laughs> like, you got to tuck it away. So when we're having this conversation... Plus, no, no, no one else cares. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. like, I hate to be that person that's like, okay, that's great. You gave up chocolate. Do I care? No. no we, now we yeah. need to change this. Nice. So it sounds cruel, but, like, a coach keeps you on your vision. So mm. Grant Cardone will say, well, okay, if someone said to him, I want to make $2 million, why not 500 Like... Like yeah. so, so when I'm having this conversation with the client, I was like, you have to understand, we make great progress. You, I'm not eating junk food, and I'm not. I gave up chocolate and ice cream. I'm like, that's great. We that's want phase one. <laughs> We're on phase two now because yeah. this was successfully tucked behind us. And as mean as it sounds, if you want to progress, mm-hmm. you have to go through the phases. Oh, exactly. he, he wanted you to give him a chocolate bar because he no, great chocolate. Like, what do you mean? We're not making progress. Why did I gain weight? I'm like, there's a lot of reasons why, but yeah. we need to let go of okay, like all of the junk is out. Now, what are we doing in this moment that's still not optimal mm. and conducive to where you want to be? Mm. Why do you think so many people give up on their fitness journey? I'm, I'm pretty sure you experienced that a lot. I can give you the answer. <laughs> it's called hunger. It's called hunger. No, no, that was the other thing I was going to tell no. you. When you switch things around, you're not you, hungry. You uh, God bless you. And, okay. you. and you get to eat more too. Mm-hmm. When I'm hitting the gym and, and doing cardio, like I literally eat like, 
six times a day and I love it you know whether it's a snack almond pe- um, apples and peanut butter um, you know toast and egg whites in the morning sausages if you know how to properly eat you're constantly eating all day and it's the best thing ever I have like two things about that the first <laughs> is society and how I want to sound like I'm going to get myself society made it normal to drink a lot do drugs eat out and think that with every restaurant and every corner, this is normal. Mm-hmm. Society made it normal. Society and commercials made cereals and all of these high sugar things oh, normal. So bad. if you're not giving it to your kids, you're a bad parent for not giving them high sugary stuff, right? So there's the society piece, but then there's like the piece of like, well, kind of laziness and convenience, mm-hmm. right? Like I just... I don't want to. It doesn't taste good. Well, the hell, the remote remote control. It's not important enough. If you want something, you make it happen. For those people who keep making excuses, just not important enough for you. It's not a priority. You know, and then they look at themselves in the mirror and they're not happy. Well, because you're not happy with yourself. And at the end of the day, you're a reflection of the decisions that you make. If I could be transparent and vulnerable, I could tell you this is one of the ways I struggle as a coach because we have a ton of people we have to work with. Mm -hmm. And yes, dialing down your niche market to try to find your ideal clients would be ideal for all of us. But sometimes we know like it's not just the X's and O's, it's up here. Mm. So the part of fitness that I don't like is when people paint it to be so easy. And as we've put out more social media content and I get like hate for stuff, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I want to talk about the tools. I never said it was easy. Mm Mm-hmm. But if I can do this to this extreme, what makes you think you can't lose 20 pounds just with small changes of the same principle? So nobody said it was easy. Yeah. But But, once you start seeing those results, it's worth it. Yeah. And and I know you got a lot of social media trolls because of who you are, what you preach, how you look like, you know, being a fitness competitor, like all these things. What do you see uh, most often by the trolls and how do you deal with it? currently dealing with it so last week i cried every day the week before i wanted to give up like this is like real time up to the minute stuff because we made a concerted effort over the last few months to film content batch it all and then the team went back and edited and pulled out the clips that they loved and we our goal was to roll it out like sometime in mid-january i think so we're about two three weeks into that and so (laughs) views are up into tens of thousands that i've never had before and some of these kids are like probably 12 year old trolls just sitting there being dumb but the general consensus which is it's the vulnerability piece is like if you have somebody that hits something that's been in your head from before that's when it comes out and is detrimental but it's when you hear it from somebody else Bring it to the surface a million times, and you're like, well, are they right? Well, what was it? So, for example, um, someone saying, that's a man. Is that a man on a BlackBerry? Or that's gross. And the the insecurity for me was the last few months of last year, I kind of was, like, on my own bender. I was like, I don't care. I want to eat carrot cake, and I'm going to do it because I'm rebellious. And I dieted for so long, and I know if I did it before, I could do it again. So <laughs> am I making your sugar go up? <laughs> no, no. It's actually coming down, which is oh, a celebration. Good. But it was at 319 when we started. Oh, wow. see? I, maybe I have that effect. <laughs> so, you said, cucumber you, vibes. Uh, you said something about carrot cake. Um I had I went through the same thing with a rum cake. Oh my god, was that like every day like me? (laughs) She she would come. She I would see her and she'd be like, I would see her in an event. She's like, I didn't have the carrot cake. And (laughs) was looking at me though. And it was the first (laughs) time in my life where I realized this is no game. Mm. 
the 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 ulcer on my leg was the size of a fifty cent piece. Yeah. Seventeen weeks to heal. Walking around with a patch on my leg, everybody's going, "Hey, what's wrong with you?" And I'm wearing long pants now. Because I was in a gunfight. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't ask questions. Yeah, man. And it was scary because uh, my father had one up here in the higher thigh that eventually cost him his life because it got a it got infected, and you had to stick your hand in it. So the nurse would come, <laughs> stick their hand in the wound. That's how deep it went because it was in the fatty part of the thigh, and it was close to you know what. And he's already late 60s, so I revisited all that. Mine was below the calf, thank God. But if it goes to the foot, then there's no healing because there's no circulation down there. So that was when, that's it, man. No carrot cake, no rum there's cake. <laughs> I don't even look through this stuff. I don't even chew gum, uh, nothing. Yeah. I don't, I don't, but look, in the middle of a hockey game, I stuck my freaking spoon in a piece of ice cream. Mm. Let's go back to the trolls. Oh, so the carrot cake yeah. and the cake so, and everything. So I did I this love carrot cake, because by the way. last year I was I wanted to compete last year and then I got to a point where I was like, I have to make a hard decision. Yeah. I'm not doing this. I, I filmed a reality TV show on dating and I was like, oh my gosh, battling with like, okay, am I too masculine to even date? Like it brought, I can't wait till the show comes out in the summer because when I talk to the producer, I'm like, I hope people see like the way that it's edited. I hope it's edited in a way to show like this is not just about finding love. It's about finding yourself, too, yeah. and being okay with who you are to present yourself to the world. And so on the heels of the reality show filming and then changing my hair color 14 times, it feels like finally in the happy spot. Um Going through the, I'm not competing this year. I have to focus on business, yeah. which was my cop out to eat carrot cake. Like this should be real. I just didn't want to diet anymore because I had so many things coming at me. But progressively, from like July, August, September, October, we were filming the content while I was getting fatter. And then it comes out like last week, and I'm like, oh my god, they're saying I look like a man because I have a fat face and it's carrot cake. It's not <laughs> testosterone. It's carrot cake, and you people don't want to hear it. So the trolls are saying I look like a man, and you know, like, oh, how dare you preach health? You're just like pumping steroids all day. Like they'll say these things, yeah. which you know, after crying, then you get to block and delete. And now it's like I'm growing. Going to have the callus where it just kind of bounces off me like Teflon. Yeah. But because I was on the dating show and because I was thinking about what do men really want? How do I have to change mm. to be more appealing? I'm like, wait a minute. I want to change a damn thing. You don't. Because if I'm trying to change to attract somebody, I'm not going to be able to keep that up. So mm. I'm going to attract somebody that wants something that's not me. And then I'm going to go back and then the race is going to be over. So it was basically going through the last few months and be like, that's it. Mm-hmm. In December, I, w- I got sick coming back from vacation. I'm like, that's it. We're, we're fixing this. Yeah. I'm not running all across the country yeah. doing things for friends. I'm going to focus on my health again. <laughs> we, we had a conversation. We had this conversation. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I'm not, we're not playing this game I, anymore. I remember telling her, I'm like, Christina, if it's not making you money at the moment, don't go. <laughs> remember? You know what I mean? Because right now, and I, I went I everywhere. you're, you're and in building no. mode. And like, you know, at least take six months and just go. Build, 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 build. Any other distractions gets a hell no. Because when you're saying a hell yes to something, you're saying no, hell no to something else. And that's why I was telling you, it's time to freaking focus. It's time to, you know, accomplish your goals. Get to where you want to be. Like, and fitness I wise, did mentally, that. everything. And I ended up calling my mom yesterday. And she, I was like, oh, my gosh, how are you? I feel like a bad daughter. She's like, that's okay. I just see you on Facebook. <laughs> so, like, she sees, like, all the posts and stuff. I'm like, oh, good. Everybody's live and healthy. You're like, crushing I don't, it. I don't feel like I'm some, you know, like, neglectful daughter. Even when we started the, the new year, she was like, I'm going to start doing cardio. I'm going to every single morning, da, 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 da. And I saw her two weeks later, and I noticed the the difference i'm like oh my god 
you look completely different. You know, you lost weight. She's like, I didn't have the carrot cake. <laughs> and you know what? That plays into the story of how it even started. Mm. Because, you know, I got to a point where I was like, you have to put your foot down. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you just have to. And I had abandoned last year because of my cop-out about growing my business. You can stay fit and grow a business. Like, let's yeah. just put that out Whoa. there. For everybody listening who yes. either thinks they have to become a millionaire first and then work on their yes. fitness or vice versa. No. You can do it at the same yeah. time. It's just habits. You have you have mothers that have three, four kids that are fitness competitors, that are entrepreneurs, and that are married. You know? Especially for us who are single that don't have mm-hmm. any kids. Building a business and fitness go hand in hand together. It's perfect. And I had to lay down the ground rules and say, you literally stopped competing because you thought you were overwhelmed and wanted to work your business, but you ate carrot cake, you got yourself in a worse spot, and now you have to not abandon what Mm. made you happy and ultimately made me so strong mentally to quit my job in the first place. So now that I'm actually in the career that I wanted to start for myself, now you're going to quit that? Yeah. Maybe bodybuilding specifically isn't the career that's going to make me money, but the discipline and the habits that I learned yeah, through enrich- that process enriches the business. makes me mentally strong. Yeah, you're, you're a better entrepreneur if you're fit. Absolutely. And I think that's why the trolls got to me so much because I realized I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And it was a soft spot. It was a weak spot, right? Like the foundation was cracking and then there they come. You look like a man. You're too big. And, and I'm like, oh, shoot. No. No, I had no, to go no. back and rebuild the yeah. foundation. And and your mindset, too. Like, when people tell you that, boof, it should just bump off of you. Now it does, after like, two weeks of crying and wanting to jump off a bridge. We're <laughs> oh back. <laughs> your brand is fitness, but your number one brand is unapologetic badass. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I feel like in our, in our industry of fitness... There's a lot of fluff. People will mm. sooner spend $100 on fit tees and stuff that doesn't work because they want something tangible that's going to be the holy grail. But the unapologetic badass side says you're just not working hard enough. Mm. Like you're just not exhausting yeah. all of your options. Yeah. So even even like at a wedding this past summer, kid comes up to me. He's like about 25 and he's like, oh, are you a powerlifter? I'm like, no, I mean, that was like my background, but I'm, I'm really a bodybuilder. So long story short go get our little <laughs> drinks and our appetizers. Eventually dinner comes and he comes over and he's like, so I just want to tell you and tells me everything about his powerlifting and he's taking testosterone and can I take this? And I said, look, as a coach, I have to be educated in these things, but I just want to not even talk about that and like backtrack to the big picture. You're 25. Mm. You're hitting PRs. Mm. What are you going to do at 35? More drugs? What are you going to mm. do at 45? More drugs? Like, you really need to understand, like, you're young and you're killing it naturally. Mm-hmm. So it's it's looking at, you know, how bad do you really love what you're doing mm-hmm. and not looking for the shortcut? Yes, yes. And even if you don't love it, make yourself do it if you want results. Like Muhammad Ali, he says he used to hate being in the gym. I still in, sometimes in hate going to the gym. Yeah. But now <laughs> what I did is my mentality changed where I have a trainer for the hardest days of the week, mm-hmm. leg days, because he's going to squeeze every bit of juice out of me. Yep. And I literally walked in the other day, completely disheveled, almost killed myself on 95 getting to the gym. And I ended up crushing the workout and I still felt like in my head it wasn't good enough. And he's like, are you joking? He's like, I said, well, here's my theory. 
I want you to try to kill me so that the only thing I could think about is in the moment. So I can't think about these other things. Mm. And I think a lot of other entrepreneurs can relate. How many people are walking on the gym, texting, handling business, reading emails because they can't divorce themselves? I physically have no time when I'm trying to wonder if I'm going to get crushed by all this weight. I have nothing to think about but survival mode and conquering that moment. So that's what you kind of have to go back to is like go back to the process and think long term like big picture. Mm Because that that's ultimately the whole mission yeah. of being authentic with people and saying, like, what do you what's the big picture here? Yeah. And get yourself a coach that is going to help you get there because it's so much easier to do it with someone than doing it alone. So with that being said, I know you have amazing online courses. You help people get to their peak state of their body with nutrition, with mindset, with transformation. Where can people find you? On Instagram, unless you want to troll me, <laughs> you can go to another page. But on Instagram, it's at Christina Speckos. Um, and same email, Christina at ChristinaSpeckos.com. Do you have a YouTube channel? So we're we're filming everything, or we have filmed, so we're going to roll out a little sort of like Christina Land is what I wanted to call it. But we'll see what happens. But we're going to start dripping some shorts and stuff, but mostly the content right now is on Instagram, and we're going we're gonna to do Airland and Sea soon. <laughs> Awesome. And do you have like how how many different packages do you have? Four week package, eight week package, 12 week package. How can people uh, like get a consultation with you? How does that work? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that the scheduler is on my link tree, but they could always email me and we could talk scheduling to just jump on a call and see if it's a fit. But for the people local to Miami, I pivoted for the business to be more high performance, like doing everything like, yeah, they could still do single sessions and we'll talk about that. But the Big thing is if you are in need of a huge life overhaul and you have the means and the the desire to have someone come in and literally rearrange everything and be the person, you know, I am the, the one man shop right now with the training and the massage and the nutrition strategies. But online, I'm creating a course now as we speak to help for people who are more DIY and motivated that want to know what is it in this whole process that we glanced over today that made me successful? How should your kitchen look? What do you need to be in there? What are you What are you currently doing? What are your habits? So I'm going from mindset and habits all the way to the nuts and bolts of reps and sets mm-hmm. and goal setting. So I'm excited. I've been awesome. working on that every weekend. So there's online coaching, one-to-one and in-person and hopefully a course soon. Amazing. And I've been wanting to support you on your journey too. And we've been talking about maybe doing a boot camp together one Yes. One, even one time like let's bring in 15 20 people we have the entire inner circle that i'm pretty sure would join i was thinking about that and like a retreat or something let's make it happen stay tuned absolutely i'm excited thank you for your time what a blessing and honor to have you here and i'm excited that we get to share your message with the world and let's continue kicking ass christina spacos here at wsqf 94.5 fm radio guys stay tuned next epic talks is going to be october uh sorry february uh 22nd of 2023 and it's epic talks presents the future of artificial intelligence for more information make sure you go to www.epictalks.com christina will definitely be there and we will stay tuned have a beautiful day bye